Faith, Hope and Love, episode 251, the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. The Gospel value this weekend is Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The Golden Rule and the principle on which our Lord's parable is based. And it has a profound effect, not only on Christianity, but also the legal and ethical systems throughout the world. In some ways, the golden rule is common sense, and simply about consistency, justice and fairness. And yet, even now, the world cries out for this principle to be applied evenly. This gospel is given by our Lord as a warning that we must be constantly on our guard, God has forgiven us completely for things we could not possibly hope to repay. And so we are duty-bound in gratitude and compassion to share that graciousness, forgiveness and charity that God gives to us, to others around us. A major problem in this world is some people just don't seem to see others around them as their brothers and sisters in Christ, or at least fellow citizens in the same commonwealth for the common good. So, Too many act with disregard for anyone but themselves or maybe their nearest and dearest. Jesus rejects this approach. He reminds us, if we do good to those who love us, what difference does that make? Even pagans and sinners do that much. Our Lord is preaching universal fraternity and goodwill to all because we're all truly God's children. In an act of astounding generosity, the master in this parable not only gives the wicked servant time to start to repay the impossible debt, but he actually forgives the debt entirely, out of compassion and mercy. Based on the value of the debt mentioned in the parable, he wipes out a ridiculous 16,000 years or so of debt from the face of the earth. Naturally, that person could never have paid it back. It was ridiculous. The master is obviously hoping that this act of incredible kindness will sink deep into the heart of that debtor and be passed on in a new way of acting and living. But then this sad and miserable servant, with an astoundingly hard heart and a very short memory, goes out and doesn't do the same to a fellow servant who has a debt to him that is actually possible to repay. This servant's debt might take about a hundred days to pay back, but that's manageable if given enough time. It's absolutely pathetic, and the contrast is ridiculous. This servant shows no empathy, no connection to another person who's in a similar situation, but much less. He doesn't identify himself with the feelings and plight of others around him. He does not see this poor fellow as a brother in similar need. He can't see that he himself was just like that person, but actually much worse, bowing before him, begging for time to repay the debt. It's sad and quite frankly bewildering. This kind of attitude makes the world a meaner and nastier place. And it's a cause of so much unnecessary suffering. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's a central quality of the kingdom of God. That our Lord even incorporates it into the great prayer that he teaches his disciples to recite. Forgive us our sins according to how we forgive others. Or to put it another way that really brings the challenge to the fore, Lord, don't even think of forgiving us our sins unless we forgive others who hurt us. It's sobering stuff, and we pray that each and every day. St. Paul confirms this in the second reading. We live now for God, not for ourselves. 
We must let go of pride and entitlement and a sense of moral outrage and open our hearts generously and self-forgettingly. Then we're beginning to think and feel the love that is at the centre of God's nature. Let's continue to promote that awareness that we're all in communion with one another, with one God and with each other. What we do to others, we are taken as doing to God himself. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When I was a child My youthful heart when it was running wild But wiser now I will rest those ways Though somehow a part of me can say For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest Give peace, O Lord, to those who wait for you, that your prophets be found true. Hear the prayers of your servant and of your people, Israel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone and kindness and grace to you all. As we prepare to celebrate the Paschal Mystery, let's first admit our failings and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. I confess to Almighty God and to you my brothers and sisters that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your grace. 
Let us pray that we will have a heart for service of our God. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy, grant that we may serve you with all our heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Sirach. Anger and wrath, these are abominations, yet a sinner holds on to them. The vengeful person will face the Lord's vengeance, for he keeps a strict account of their sins. Forgive your neighbour the wrong that is done, and then your sins will be pardoned when you pray. Does anyone harbour anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? If one has no mercy toward another like oneself, can one then seek pardon for one's own sins? If one who is but flesh harbours wrath, who will make an atoning sacrifice for that person's sins? Remember the end of your life and set enmity aside. Remember corruption and death and be true to the commandments. Remember the commandments and do not be angry with your neighbour. Remember the covenant of the Most High and overlook faults. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. My soul gives thanks to the Lord, all my being bless his holy name. My soul gives thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults. For as the heavens are high above the earth, So strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, we do not live to ourselves, 
and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother or sister if they sin against me? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. The lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their lord all that had taken place. Then his lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger... His Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord You know, it's been said that a truly rare thing is a voice of common sense in the church. We've plenty of scholars who'll tell us rules and rituals and interpretations and prophecies, but common sense is not so plentiful. Yet we find it in our first reading today in Jesus ben Sirach. A little research tells us he was a married man with a family, well-travelled, 
familiar with business affairs and administration. He was a foreign diplomat for Israel. And above all, he was a person who from childhood had been devoted to the pursuit of wisdom and holiness. A man with no axe to grind, no pet theories to develop, happy to harmonise the best of the old with the best of the new. He was a person who believed in forgiving enemies and was especially sensitive to the needs of the poor and the helpless. Later on in his life, he dedicated himself to passing on his acquired wisdom to the young. He said, Showing no pity for a man like myself, how can he then plead for his own sins? Two centuries earlier than Christ, he anticipates the thinking of Christ. His common sense led him to know a loving and merciful God. Again he says, God of all things, the doer of great deeds everywhere, the God who has exalted us since our conception and has always shown us love and mercy. You see, he believed forgiveness of others as a condition of disposing us to divine forgiveness. He leaps beyond the traditional Jewish law of retaliation, that was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which really meant that they could take no more than an eye for an eye. But the authorities excluded Ben Serach from their scriptures because they were not ready to hear his teaching. His book translated into Greek by his grandson, known as Ecclesiasticus, or the church's book, because the Christian church accepted it as part of the scripture, but the Jews did not. What a great entree into Jesus' parable of the unforgiving servant. But before we proceed, let's clarify something. 10,000 talents was equivalent to about $10 million in today's money. So no small pickings. The yearly tribute to Caesar for the region of Galilee in the year 4 BC was 200 talents, only about 2% of the sum owed in the parable. In the ancient Near East, 10,000 was the highest number used in counting and the talent the largest denomination of currency. Therefore, the sum owed was like the national debt. Now the second servant, however, owed only about the equivalent of $20. Sin is a debt beyond our capacity to repay. Nothing we can do can ever repay for the transgression of Adam. Yet, through the sacrifice of Christ, who died for us while we were still sinners, that debt was paid. So our only response can be that our behaviour towards others must be marked by that same generous mercy and forgiveness. That is, forgiveness from the heart. The one who forgives has learned the lesson of grace that comes from the forgiveness God bestows. Only real love can forgive. Those in need of forgiveness should not have to come to us. Like Jesus, we are to seek them out because he came to us in our sin. Forgiveness is a distinguishing mark of the Christian community. There is no limit to the forgiveness that we can give and must show. It's in this part of the Gospel that Matthew presents Jesus instructing his disciples about the relationships that should exist within the church. This parable reminds us that we've all been forgiven so often by our loving God, so we've no right to withhold forgiveness from our sisters and brothers. In fact, the point is clearly made. We risk losing God's forgiveness if we withhold it from others. God gives it freely, 
He expects us to share freely from the heart. To forgive is Jesus' great message to his church. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. In Jesus we have been given the example of true forgiveness. In his name we pray. For the church community, that as God forgives our failings, we may also forgive others. Lord, hear us. For Christian parents, that by living Christ-like lives, they may show good example to their children. Lord, hear us. For those in prison, that they may seek forgiveness for their past lives and work with God's grace for a new beginning. Lord, hear us. For our faith community, that we may learn true forgiveness and show others that we live for God. Lord, hear us. For all who are sick and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and consolation. Lord, hear us. For those gone before us in faith, the God who is forgiving and eternally compassionate will welcome them into heaven, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of forgiveness, may we follow your example of mercy in our lives. We ask you to listen to the prayers of your family. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look with favour on our supplications, O Lord, and in your kindness accept these, your servants' offerings, that what each has offered to the honour of your name may serve the salvation of all. 
Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in you we live and move and have our being. And while in this body, we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim, by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body 
one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. 
Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. How precious is your mercy, O God! The children of men seek shelter in the shadow of your wings. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May the working of this heavenly gift, O Lord, we pray, take possession of our minds and bodies, so that its effects, and not our own desires, may always prevail in us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for this special time of prayer and reflection. We really do get nourishment from God's word and God's sacrament. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988, 2007, and this arrangement, Stefan Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2020. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today Day I